And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I don't call it the off season. I call it the non playing season. Is that what you say when people, you know, normies ask you about what you do in the off season? You say it's the, not the off season, it's the non playing season? I don't correct them, but I'll call it the not playing season. Okay. I'll feel like there's the playing season. The, the NPO. Season. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday morning, 10 04 a.m. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to close out the first week of free agency. We've got a couple moves the Eagles have made since we last talked. Darius Slay has been officially locked up to return. The Eagles have added Greedy Williams at cornerback. And in the wee hours of the early morning, late night, they finally did the deal. Marcus Mariota coming. And that means for, I believe, the 13th straight year, the Quackatology runner-up has been signed by the Eagles and not the Quackatology winner. Zach, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited for this pod. Always enjoy when the pod's before noon. Be more efficient with the rest of the day. So I like it. <laughs> Marissa, what's uh, what's popping in your neck of the woods? No, everything's going good here. Maryland won You're yesterday. Feeling very good. Feeling very what good. What a day Princeton for won. We got to give a shout out to Coach Flynn. Yeah, it's a sunny day here. It's Friday. It feels good. I got to say, uh, uh, the bracket, first of all, great, yeah. great job by everybody. Uh, who, yes. who joined the Appreciate bracket. Appreciate that. Yeah, a lot like of over action. 250 people. A lot great. of great names. I've seen some uh, Bernie Mac dead. Um, <laughs> that's a great name? Yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> for a reference to the pod. Yeah, there are a lot of great references to the pod for in-jokes. Love that. Uh, I did, in fact, pick Arizona as my national champion. So I, mean, I was rooting against them because I was rooting for Princeton, uh, for, uh, for Coach Flynn, and more importantly, for Warren. But um there goes there goes my shot at, at the natty yep that's okay it makes it fun i love a good upset and when it's a local team making the upset what could be better we had st peter's a few years ago now princeton it's awesome Fantastic. I, 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 oh, oh i was just gonna say um i love that that tennis guy is uh, oh yeah like there were a couple tennis there, right now yeah yeah six, I, I think six people tied for first including uh that tennis guy, there's another reference yeah. to uh, the guy who I played, who didn't play in tennis. So yeah. great job by the uh, by the sickos. What were you going to say, Zach? I was going to say, I'm I'm not far from you. I had Arizona in the national championship game. Serves so, me right. Shouldn't have, picked, was, shouldn't have picked him in the first round. Those last four minutes were, were just brutal. They, they, they just, 
they just froze. Not as brutal as the last uh, yeah pass. play for for Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that poor guy. Yeah, he he had the the greatest pass in Virginia history, and now he has <laughs> yeah. the most infamous pass in in Virginia history. Uh, I, I, I look. I mean, I've I've how about that guy Funk on Penn State? What a what a stroke! Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yep. I I was just gonna say that uh, funky butt loving. I've read a lot of Tony Bennett commentary now in the last twenty four hours, and oh, I get you it. Get on a soapbox. To... No, this track record's bad. But any argument that is other than the national championship, probably like, like that's that's a pretty significant qualifier. You can't just say other than the national championship, right? Uh, yeah, that's so... true. But also, they haven't won a single tournament game in like any other season it's and and they've also well, no, missed the tournament true. right like over they, the past whatever their last four tournaments years, their right? last poor their last four tournaments they've been upset in the first round three times including as a one right. seed and, and they, they haven't made the tournament and then and then they too, won right? the and then they they won the tournament um right so so i mean any fan would take yeah. that trade and and sure exactly he has that on his resume but that's yeah. not good no but he's He's a really good coach. He's just he's got to get his his team's got to be better in the tournament. Oh, that's an obvious statement. I I could tell you how they can be better in the tournament, but we're not doing a Virginia podcast. We are doing the birds with friends. Well, part of it is they bring it upon themselves because that's the style of play that they have, right? They they slow the game down, and so there's inherently yeah. wider variance when there are fewer possessions. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and they just need to play in transition more. Like they 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 have the ability to do it, but but. Um, but they don't do it enough. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, they've had some other rounds. They can made it to the Elite Eight once, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't need to make this a Virginia basketball. <laughs> no, no, we do not. What What game are you most excited about today? Mm, what game are you most excited about today? Well, I don't know. I asked you the question. <laughs> uh, let me pull up my bets here. Let me look at let me, oh, oh, <laughs> now. Uh, next week, very excited. We're gonna have Brendan Quinn on the show. Yeah, uh, big Eagles fan, part-time sicko, mm -hmm. and uh, for my money, maybe my favorite writer at the company. So we'll talk a little, talk a little college basketball, talk some, talk some Eagles. Uh, so, what game am I most excited about today? I would say, uh. You know what? I've, I've heard that uh, both Indiana and Kent State have have fun players to watch. Okay, so that seems like I, a good one. I would say on on this slate, I love watching Miami play. Isaiah Wong, uh, a uh, oh UConn Iona. That's the game I'm most excited okay. about. Uh, you are a Patino guy. It's true. Um, yeah, the Miami Drake game with Isaiah, who's a Philly guy. Uh, Memphis, Florida Atlantic. Memphis is a different type of Memphis team than in past years. Florida Atlantic. I haven't watched them play, admittedly, this year, but. With Dusty May as the coach, they're like what 30 and 2, 30 and 3, or something like that. Uh the uh the Providence Kentucky game. I mean, Kentucky, I don't know what to make of them, but but um, you know, the, the, they had that St. Peter's loss last year, but they've they've gotten better here the last month and a half. They looked for a while like they were gonna be out of it. Um, VCU St. Mary's should be an interesting game. Uh so every game is your answer. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> Look, I mean, not like some of these three fourteen games. I'm, I'm not particularly it's like Xavier Kennis, uh, and the Kennesaw State game. I'm not pumped to watch that one. USC Michigan State. That's that's early on. Yeah. Here. 
That's what you're saying. You named more than half the games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed March Madness. Yeah, okay. And I, I got to say, from like a work perspective, March Madness is terrific background um, mm -hmm. content, right? Because. Uh, well, yeah, the athletic is in the chat, so you got to make sure that you know that that they know that you're still working. Yeah. Well, you didn't, I you didn't, you didn't take a day you. off. Yeah. No, you could just look at our. Uh, I mean, you can look. It's it's the joke that I I I used to always say to to Emily when I was traveling. Like, if you want to know what I'm doing, just look in the paper, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's what I'm doing when I'm traveling. Um, that was back when there was a night man arrested for solicitation in <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> Um, but that's hard. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not shy on social media throughout the day, like just tweeting what's going on with the Eagles. So yeah, I'm definitely working. All right, Zach. Let's we've we've done our our preamble. Let's get to the news. Yep. Uh, let's let's start with Marcus Mariota signed to uh, what is reportedly a one year five million dollar deal that can get up to eight million dollars in incentives. That is right in line with what the market has been for that level um, of quarterback. Jameis Winston signed for uh, $4.5 million. Baker Mayfield signed for four. Sam Darnold, $4.5 million. Uh, Heineke signed a, a two-year deal, uh, but got $6 million guaranteed, so he was a, a sort of a half step up. The Falcons had a little bit of extra cap space. So this is um, about what the going rate is. Obviously, we talked about Marcus Mariota would make sense for this Eagles team. They have some connections. Alex Tanney, the new quarterbacks coach, was his teammate for parts of three seasons. Uh, the tight ends coach, Jason Michael, was his, both his offensive coordinator and his quarterbacks coach. And there is sort of the duplication of uh, having a, a, a run-capable quarterback so that um, for the first time, Jalen Hurts will be backed up by a player who can bring that element to the offense if uh, he is called into action. Yeah, I I really like this move for the Eagles. Um, I need to be consistent. I liked it when we were doing our quackatology. Uh, I I think that he was. How about the shout out to to Josiah, the editor who who threw Marcus Mariota into the headline of the free agency preview. He nailed it. He nailed it. Well done. That, put it as the best fit, but he said that's not yeah. good enough. Let's let's elevate this bad boy. Let's get eyeballs headline. this way, right? Boom. Yeah. Uh, so so you're giving Josiah credit for it. So for you, the headline, yeah, not both headlines. For the headline, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but but you knew that he was going to be. Well, I did put literally best fit. Okay. Uh, okay. That's the category that he was in there for. Yeah. Yeah. I. I now, I admittedly, we all get we all get credit. Zach said he was going to sign in the last podcast, and he made it to the finals of Quackatology. That you, you get credit for that too, Marissa. Success has um, has many uh, parents, fathers, and then yes, and then failure. Failure is an orphan. That's the that's the expression. And uh, I said parents because oh, gotcha. I'm including Marissa. <laughs> Correct. Okay. I was just reciting the expression. Sorry. Okay. Uh, you so, can't let it be on. You can't let it go unfinished. <laughs> so Marcus Mariota um, is to me. He's he was be outside. The not the. <laughs> All right. Here, let me make my point here. Not the thermometer. <laughs> okay. Um, Outside of of Jacoby Brissett, he was, I thought the the best option for the Eagles for backup quarterbacks. I'm admittedly higher on Marcus Mariota than maybe some others are. Uh, I think when you look at what you're trying to find in a backup quarterback, he checks so many of the boxes. He has experience, right? Seventy 
four regular season starts, I believe, or around there, two postseason starts. Uh, he He's had success in this league. He has, like you mentioned, a history with um, some of the key people on the coaching staff. He has the ability to maintain a semblance of the offense. He's at a good age profile, similar age profile to what uh, Nick Foles was when the Eagles signed him in 2017, in that he's the type of quarterback who you're not building your franchise around anymore, but you can do a lot. The way I framed it in our grading the moves is you can do a lot worse at backup quarterback, and you probably can't do much better when you look at what teams have as their backups. I don't think the cost was prohibitive. Uh, you weren't going to pay. By the way, it was signed for uh, one year, $8 million. So he was, a, yes. he was a, a tick above. He was a tick above, and he went to a place where he had a chance to start, right, or at least compete for playing time. Mariota's not doing that. But also, I mentioned the experience. I, th I sometimes think experience can be overrated with a player or a coach because the only way to get experience is to have it is like the only way to, to have experience is to get experience, right? Uh, so at, at some time, you need to get your first shot. That said, when you look at this specific role, Jalen Hurts has been injured the past two Decembers, okay? You want someone who, if he if he has to step in late in the season or in a, in a high-leverage game or high-stakes game, it's not the first time he's he's playing on that type of stage. And Marcus Mariota's done that. He's had he's played in in meaningful late season games. He's played in in postseason football. Uh, so I I I like this move for the Eagles. I I don't know the particulars of what occurred in Atlanta. There's a lot of rumors that he might have quit on his team. There's other stuff you hear about what was going on personally. So I uh, I want you know I'll find out more. I'll also say that, you know, having the background. I mean, he did literally the, leave the team. Yeah, having the background on the coaching staff gives insight into his personality. And for us to learn more during the season, there's going to be a documentary that comes out on Netflix that follows Mariota and Kirk Cousins and uh, and who's Mahomes. the other? And Mahomes, the most important one. <laughs> Sorry. Tough watch for Eagles fans. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we'll find out more then, but I, I, uh, it would be hypocritical of, of me to be overly critical of this move because I've been saying this is the guy they should sign. I was going to do a cousin. I was going to, I was going to fall into cousins land there, but I'll save us. I'll save us the, uh, departure. Um, yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. I think, um, I think back to what, what Jeffrey Lurie said on, uh, media night during the Super Bowl week when he um, unprompted brought up one of the best decisions that they've made in uh, in his time in his estimation, which was uh, releasing Chase Daniel. And he said, you know, we had a conversation, myself and Howie, and we asked ourselves, you know, is 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 Chase capable mm -hmm. of elevating his game um, if if called upon to uh, like to lead us to like a couple playoff wins if if that were to happen. And we didn't think that he was, <laughs> it was a very funny thrown astray, but you know, that's fine. And he said, so we went out and signed Nick Foles and it, it cost them money obviously to, to cut Chase Daniel. This, it was a little bit like, you know, him talking about the, the three times that he's ever spoke up in the draft room being, you know, Jordan Mylotta and Lane Johnson, but uh, it's true. And I'm, they, I'm sure they asked themselves the same question. Who's a guy uh, who we can sign, who, if push come to shove is called into action, can elevate his game to a level that 
um, can allow us to to win some games. This is a team with obvious Super Bowl aspirations. We know that they value that position. They weren't going to enter the season with Ian Book as the backup quarterback. So um, it makes sense. Um, in terms of like how Mariota has played, he was like right in the middle of the league, 18th out of 33 quarterbacks in, in EPA per play last year. Um, he, you know, he wasn't asked to throw a lot. They were the most, the second most run heavy team in the league. He only threw for like 170 something yards per game um, in, in his 13 starts. He really struggled on downfield passes and that's been the knock on him. Obviously uh, Jalen Hurts has been really good at that, or at least was last year, but that's still the kind of thing that is, you know, not super sticky year to year. So you could hope for a bit of an improvement there. That's I think my favorite term you use by the way, or that's one of my favorite terms you use is sticky. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Sticky icky. <laughs> now keep going. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. It's okay. Um, so yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually like, he's, he's only going to be 30 this year. He's a little yeah. bit younger than, than you might've expected. Like he entered the league sort of young. And as we talked about in Quackatology, this is, this is the final piece of the puzzle that Howie Roseman has been trying to build ever since he came back into power of just getting every little petty thing he can over Chip Kelly. And now he has gotten the guy and he has won. Yeah. So, I mean, to that point, eight years ago, I, I said they should do everything they could to get this guy because I thought he was perfect for that offense. I'd obviously watched him at Oregon. I was at the national championship game where he played in. Uh, I, I went to the Maxwell Wars in Atlantic City where you know, I did a story on him up up there. I remember I remember it very well. It was actually it was the day yeah, when I moved in together. Mm -hmm. uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, it feels like there's more to that story. <laughs> I'll say, I got back to – I drove to Atlantic City in the morning. I got back to uh, to my apartment, which was like a – it was like a spart. It was like it was like decorated very spartanly, like you know, books, books, uh, maybe some like motivational sayings on Real the wall. Bachelor. Okay, but no, not like you know. And then all of a sudden, I get home from the Maxwell Awards, and when I joke about this, and there's pictures of like her and her friends everywhere I turn. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Like not like just you know like who is I've never met this person in my life and now <laughs> and now this this person's right in front of me on you know in my bedroom or you know, like, in terms of the on picture. the ceiling <laughs> yeah. just like I've never seen so many photos just and framed and like everywhere I turn right? <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> yeah she was uh, giving so, it some life she was you know that's what she said yeah that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what she So this was the apartment that you already lived in and she moved in with you. And she moved in. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I remember that. So that that's that's Did she take there. down any of the motivational sayings that you had up or did she leave what was already there? <laughs> she she left but then she 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 moved um she moved some stuff around. I I remember the the thing that I was like most like uh perturbed by <laughs> is <laughs> she she uh um, like she got rid of my trash can, like, mm. you know, like she, cause she wanted one that fit under the sink. And I guess I had my, you know, and, uh, I was like, wait, I got that trash can three years ago. It was a perfectly fine trash can. Why? Mm, yeah, I love so, that trash can. <laughs> I understand that. It, you know, there's, like, there's were you Oscar yeah. the Grouch? Is that where you live? Is that where you slept? <laughs> What's that? 
no it was just like she just completely took over the uh <laughs> yeah um <laughs> she's uh she's at work now she's not watching one she'll, uh, she'll, she'll laugh first first day my trash can where's my trash <laughs> yes. can she'll, she'll, she'll tell over. you that yeah yeah she'll tell you that um get think it back to Mariota. yeah so i was at the maxwell really so, i, 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 I remember about that one day i remember writing about uh there was uh, anyone who was an eagles fan in 2015 or followed the eagles in 2015 remembers what that conversation was like and i mean sal palantonio was like chanting do the deal on radio <laughs> I, I think it was right i mean that was a that was a big thing so uh i i thought that he was going to be great in the nfl i thought he's going to be great in this system and chip kelly said i remember draft night there was like four questions before they asked about nelson before we asked about nelson Aguilar, and one of those you know and uh and he, and he said it's it's like house shopping and it's just out of your price range and uh you know you so you don't even knock on the door and ask um because the question was did you offer uh you know did you offer players because the report had come out that they offered bradford cox kendricks I think Boykin may be in there along with two first round picks. And he said it never got to that point, but he did admit they were trying to get Mariota. So I remember the next morning. So the morning after the first round of the draft, Sam Bradford came in uh, to the cafeteria, like very early in the morning. Um, and you know how, you know how like a low energy sort of Sam Bradford is and how sort of soft spoken he is. And he walks in, and he goes, I'm still effing here. <laughs> like, I, I like Sam. Yeah. I like Sam. It's good. <laughs> it's a good, good moment. It's a good Bradford story. Um, yeah. So I think it is. It's a fun, it's a fun little full circle thing. And and I mean, do you you agree that that's definitely on Howie Roseman's mind? No, I don't think that's on. Oh, I think it's mind. absolutely on his mind. And I think you know it because Adam Schefter tweeted about it. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that tweet. What did what, what did Adam say? Uh let's see. He said something like, uh, he just referenced that, like, you know, however many years, you know, in 2015. Well, so after him and now he lands and now he finally lands in Philadelphia or something. I, I have said this before, uh, that if back Howie, in the 2015 draft, the Eagles under Chip Kelly desperately okay. tried to trade okay. up in order to select Marcus Mariota. Eight years later, Mariota finally winds up in Philadelphia. Yeah. That so, tells I mean, you absolutely that how yeah, it's, okay. it's on how so, it's mine. So, I mean, obviously, like I, I wrote about this in our grading the move. The context is a lot different now. Marcus Mariota's going on to his fourth team. He's a journeyman quarterback at right. this point, right? Like it's it's not hard to it's not hard to acquire him. Um, but I did say then and it wasn't the most popular decision then because Howie kind of got kicked to the curb. But I, I remember talking to people then, uh, including my coworkers, saying if, if 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 Howie was was still the GM here, I think they they would have found a way that they they could have found a way to make that deal. I, I think mm. uh, you know that that that's one of Howie's strengths is is deal making and um, you know uh, maybe the Titans never would have made that trade, but. Maybe if you just kept throwing things into it, you could have compelled them to do it. Or yeah. there were other things you could have done to try to position yourself. So I, I don't know that to be the case. And Eagles history in the past uh, eight years has frankly worked out better than Mariota's history in the past eight years. The Eagles have won a Super Bowl. They have. Well, that's part of the That's part of the yeah. needling is that I got the guy okay. and he's going to he's only going to be my backup. You wanted him so desperately <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. your to be your franchise guy. Yeah. And he's not that good. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, from a football perspective, yeah, this this makes a lot of sense. I have seen in the side of the chat. Do you think like Eagles a week from do? now, a package is going to arrive at the football offices of UCLA without without a, re a return mark. It's going to be un unmarked who sent it, and it's just going to be a Mariota Eagles jersey. And then there's going to be a picture of a middle finger on top. <laughs> I don't. I mean, <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think they both moved on since then? No. <laughs> don't you know Howie Roseman? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he's 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 what won a super about having won a no super Bowl Roseman for more than a decade would make you think that he has moved he's on. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won Executive of the Year twice, right? He's gotten he's gotten his quarterbacks back. He, he has a franchise quarterback now for the second time. I mean, right? He wouldn't be as good at his job if he didn't carry that. If he didn't carry every little slight like that, right? I don't That's think the way he I, operates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he's still motivated by that year. I don't think. Do you think he still like holds Mari? You know, I you think, think he's still. Do you think he I made think, this acquisition out of? No, I don't think, think there he was, made. I don't think that's why yeah. he signed him. But you but think, I think it's a, part a nice of little bonus? I think it's a tiebreaker. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> it'd be interesting to have that conversation with him. After a few mezcal shots, right? You yeah. say, did you did you do it for that reason? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Heavy pours. Um, okay. You need a heavy pour. Yeah. A heavy pour would do me in pretty quickly. You need a few heavy pours in order for it to affect you. What is that? <laughs> what wow, that was a shot. <laughs> no, that's a that's a shield. That's a compliment. We were, that's a compliment. We were out the dinner rush. at the we were at the dinner at the Super Bowl, and we're looking at the at at, at the wine list, and uh, and Bo's like, I mean, yeah, I wanted to split a bottle of wine with three yeah. people. I thought yeah, that Bo's was like, very I reasonable. can take the bottle. I'll, I'll I'll have a few glasses. You guys have one. Yeah, <laughs> it was a compliment. <laughs> How is that a compliment? You're allowed to take shots, but don't don't then pretend that it's a compliment. No, it's a compliment because I'm saying you can hang. You can. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You can okay. put them back. That's what I'm saying. If you, you can were... put them back. <laughs> I don't know that that's a compliment. That's but... definitely a compliment. That's that's definitely. A... I guarantee you, if you're in, if if we're hanging out with a bunch of coaches next week, okay, uh, at, you can hang better than I can. I don't think that that's a compliment, but I'll, I'll let you just waddle in it. Swaddle? Okay. That's not the right word. All right. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back and talk about uh, the other moves in the secondary and what might be coming next for the Eagles as we uh, head into free agency weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Burns with Friends. 
uh, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Zach, uh, another move last night that broke. Mary Kay Cabot breaking this bad boy. The Eagles agreeing to terms with former second-round pick Greedy Williams, former Michael Dunn teammate. Marissa, do we have any Greedy Williams stories? So before Michael left this morning, I asked. I said, you know, do I have to share anything about Greedy? And he's like, great guy. That's what he said. So, you know, the offense and defense don't really, like, intermingle too often. Sure. They're all doing their individual stuff. But he's like, every interaction he's had with them has been good. So, yep. That greedy MFR. Yeah. What'd you say? Like it's it'd be funny if he's like stealing everybody's food in the cafeteria or something. Like, <laughs> no, that's just, no, he's not greedy. That's how greedy he is. <laughs> well, I was I, I was gonna say as as a as a as a teammate and colleague of Bo's, I always appreciate when there's a name that that Bo can have fun with in a story. And so, yes, agreed. Uh, greedy Williams will certainly fit that. I mean, if you think back four years ago, uh, he was a big prospect coming out of LSU. I mean, from a a like a, a prototype perspective, 6'2", 185, around a 4'3", So he has a lot of uh, um, things you you look for there that can't be taught. Uh, he has starting experience with the Browns. Of course, the Browns drafted over him and did not re-sign him. So you keep that in perspective. He missed the 2020 season with an injury, I believe, shoulder. Um, and my read on this is, is, is that this is – He missed six games last year. missed six games last year. Uh, this is this is a depth. This is a depth signing. This is, I mean, this is someone who yeah. uh, you're, you know, you can go and, and you can sign like a 30 year old for depth, or you can sign a 25 year old change of scenery player with height, weight, speed, and you try to develop him. And uh, we'll get into the Slay Bradbury thing, but as as we've discussed for the past few episodes, I think for 2023, this is a good situation for the Eagles having these guys. I think you, you, you know that you you get worried about anything beyond next season with that being your starting cornerback combination. And you need to at least have some internal options. I'm not saying Greedy Williams is going to be here in 2025, frankly, on a one-year deal for a backup. The odds are against it. But yeah, I mean, he may is, not be here in week one. Yeah, he may not be here week one. But it's also the type of thing where if he comes in, you like what you see, uh, you can re-sign him to potentially be a starter uh, the following season, right? Or – to be a part of that scheme. So I'm, I'm also curious to see how this works out. If, uh, uh, if, you know, Zach McPherson moves inside to the slot, if Josiah Scott moves the safety, I mean, we focus so much on the top of the depth chart, but the Eagles can move things around uh, on the bot on the middle of the depth chart to, uh, to potentially accommodate some reserve. So yeah, I think Josiah uh, is I an like interesting most- one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I- Zach McPherson, are you are you is that uh, are you hearing that somewhere or is that pure speculation? Because I wish like we have we haven't seen him ever take snaps inside in the past. Well, when he was yeah, when he was drafted, he was okay. viewed he was viewed as a guy who would make a lot of sense in the slot. And when the Eagles the Eagles talked about him um, when they drafted him as as someone who has inside outside versatility, I, I think he was he was kind of rated by draft yeah. analysts as a slot cornerback coming out. Um, so. Uh, he brings a little more size there than, mm-hmm. you know, your Josiah Scott, Avante Maddox profile. So it could be something to see. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this greedy Williams signing, I would, I would be surprised if there's any like real guaranteed money here. Uh, it's probably, you know, this is, this is the kind of signing that you make that allows you to ward off having to force, you know, a draft pick. <clears throat> this is like, 
you know, if 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 there's not a corner there you like in the first two rounds, it's a it's not that not that Greedy Williams uh, is is going to solve that, but it's it papers over things um, to allow you to not do that. It's it's good business. I'm I think I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm assuming that there's not a lot of guaranteed money here. So, and and just I mean, the reason I I bring up the 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 draft pedigree is because something teams literally do is is they have a a database on a player, right? So they they keep they keep all their draft reports, uh, their draft interviews, whatever it may be. And then obviously the pro scouting staff is updating that with their scouting reports throughout the, the time in the NFL. But uh, I've spoken to executives and coaches who, who one thing they say is that like when they're interviewing players before the draft or they're scouting players before the draft, it's not just for that draft. It's for the possibility that, that this is a guy – you might be able to acquire down the line. And, and we have heard that. So uh, Gritty Williams is absolutely someone who like, because he was a big guy, uh, a big prospect coming into the draft. He's someone who a lot of people had eyeballs on and the Eagles obviously had a scouting report on him coming out. And if we ever get to ask about him, I'm sure we will hear that they had close up eyeballs on him last summer. During the Good joint point. Practice. AJ Brown had that, that uh, well-known catch. Oh, was that on Gritty Williams? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Where he, where he, he lost, lost him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think that, I think it's fine. Nothing to complain about. Um, since we last spoke, Zach, you know, we, we were potting in the middle of the, the news that maybe Darius Slay was coming back. Turns out he is coming back. Uh, do you feel any differently now than you did then about uh, how things have, have played out here? No. Um, so basically, my interpretation of, of what happened here is it's kind of a compromise between them just flat out restructuring him and them giving him a new deal. He gets like five, six million extra dollars guaranteed. He's on the roster this year. Um, they were going to have a cap hit on Slay next year anyways, right? So they give him a little more guaranteed money, okay? Uh, but they don't give him this, this huge deal that, that keeps him locked into the team long term. I mean, uh, so we'll see how the how the structure is what surprised me this offseason has been keeping Bradbury it's not keeping Slay Slay that because they were going to pay they were going to have to pay Slay one way or the other the Bradbury deals new money and that's where you look at it and you say they have a lot of money and a lot of trust tied into two guys over 30 here um and i do think i i, I wrote this last night and i i feel strongly about this that from like a 2023 perspective, if you say you have two edge rushers who who you think are at or near the top of the league, three double-digit guys, but but Sweat and Reddick you think are like really good edge rushers, and then you have two really good corners, which I think they think they can be in 2023, that's a good place, that's a good foundation to have for defense. Then they're going to have to figure things out at linebacker, figure things out at safety. They're going to need development at interior defensive tackle. But I think that when you know you can, when you have confidence, you can you can get to the quarterback on the edge, and you have confidence that you can um, cover the opposing receivers, then then you like it. And and they're really going to have to draft well, especially high up in twenty three and twenty four to replace some of these aging players. But I I think this this defense can be fine this season because of that foundation. Yeah, I think it can be fine. Um... I think like the whole, um, you know, having having four podcasts this week and and reacting to every 
uh, development as it happens. Um, you know, they're, they're little time capsules, but it's like very much that we're, that we are like purposely or not purposely, but, but by design, you know, missing the forest for the trees. Like we're, we're, we have to overreact to every little thing. It's, it's, it's as if we were, um, podcasting about a college basketball game after the first five minutes of the game. It was yeah. like, oh, well, Maryland's getting killed. Like this is, this is terrible when you know that there's so much more to go and things tend to tend to even out as the game goes on. Um, and so it's funny that like, there have been so many moving parts that we've reacted to, but really all that has happened that's been different than what we expected is the Bradbury thing. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how else they fill those other positions. You can't really analyze it uh, single, like move by move without knowing mm -hmm. what the full picture is going to look like. This is the, the Howie Roseman thing from last year about uh, there's the whole off season to go, but I think bringing Darius Slay back without committing to him long-term I mean, it's it's not it's not ideal that the five biggest contracts they've given out have been to guys who are 30, 32, mm -hmm. yeah. 33, 35 and 35. But that's the way that they're built. And I also think that there is something to like from the uh, big picture discussion we've been having about like their path to long term Super Bowl relevancy is to have this elite offense and you can't really rely on the defense. Um, they can't. It's not like they can spend a ton of money on young guys on defense when they know that they're going to be they've got the the Jalen Hurts contract coming up they're going to pay mm -hmm. Devontae Smith like they want to they're going to want to add more weapons on offense they're going to mm -hmm. want to add a a Lane Johnson replacement yep. so like in terms of the age curves it sort of makes sense that they would have to be committed to guys who are not going to be here for much longer on defense um it all it all makes sense I I think that there's a like a real they need to plan for Darius Lay and James Bradbury not both playing 17 games again um, because that's probably unlikely to happen. But it's 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 all it's all fine business. And I also think we should give Howie Roseman credit for like one of his strengths that we've talked about is knowing the market and mm -hmm. sticking to numbers. And it seems like that's what worked out in the Eagles' favor here in, in getting Darius Slay back is is sort of calling their bluff and then being willing to move just a little bit off of it to, to get the deal done. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, well said. And I, I, I actually think there's, there's kind of been a misunderstanding at least from, from my read and my interpretation of it on the 2018 off season in that I don't think they made a mistake running, you know, trying to run it back in 2018. I think the, the mistake they made, was thinking that window was a little longer than it was. 2018 was actually a good roster, and they, you know, they had a good team that year. Um, I thought when you got into 2019 and even 2020, uh, there was a little bit too much. Like, let's keep trying to keep this window open. Um, so, which was my beef with the slay trade in the first place? Okay, yeah, in 2020, yeah, uh, and that's like so. Based on that timeline, we're talking about the 2025 offseason here, right? The the I, I've heard some interpretation where Howie's doing the same thing he, he did after the last Super Bowl. Well, you can make an argument that like they should try to run it back with last year's group. They were a really talented team, and none of these players that they brought back are I mean, Cox and Graham are, you know, Cox is gonna have a big role for them. The the Graham money's not big. I mean, that's what you would pay for that role. The, the, the Cox one we can have a conversation about at some point and maybe even Bradbury, but, but I think that it's, it's fine. Like they, they should try to have a really good team next year. Okay. With 
these players. What would be a problematic is if like next off season, they're like, well, let's, let's roll back with Graham and with Cox and with, you know, and, and all these guys, right. At, at some point. Well, yeah, but, but at some point you have to like, that's what I'm we, saying. we say, but we say that it might be this season that they should have done that. Like maybe that's so, up but I'm saying like, like my read on this, my read on this is that they know that these next two drafts in particular, when they have, um, what nine picks and maybe more in the first three rounds, uh, they need to replenish this this depth chart with top young talent and who is who are going to start to take over, especially on defense, because like you said, they they have a young offense where guys are going to pay, but uh, where, where I'm sorry, where guys are going to get paid and they, they need to hit these draft picks in order for this maintenance stage to prolong itself. And then the other thing I, I, I think I don't think the 2018 offseason was that but they missed on Haloti Nada and Mike Wallace, but those didn't kill you. I, I think it was like the following year when you go and you get Deshaun, okay? And then um, you extend Alshon and you and you extend you, out and you extend exactly. Braden Brooks. Exactly. It it it, it becomes a, a point where you thought that window was open a little longer than it was. I still think that uh, that I, I don't think their roster management right now is is mismanaged, but we'll see what they do with these draft picks and with some of these moves. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it would have been nice to add one younger player, but. So in, well, here, here, let me ask you this too. In hindsight, uh, when you see how the, how the money has, 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 has come in, and I know it's not apples for apples. Would you have kept Hargrave instead of the Bradbury Cox combination? Because you probably could have made that work. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe. Now, I mean, obviously, you have to then find a way to have find a starting corner. Cornerback, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I do, I do, I did, I did think that that Hargrave number was a little bit too much. Prohibitive. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Um, but I would I rather have. You know, we've already talked about. It. Would you yeah. rather have Zach Allen and and somebody else? Yeah. I mean, even like Shaq Griffin, mm-hmm. like probably. Yeah, just um, just to shake it up a bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. But I I don't I don't think that I don't think this is bad business. I just think it's uh it's pushing the can down the road a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I just can't overstate like how important it is for them to to hit on these high picks in 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 particular. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how how that uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean the yeah. the 2019 draft hurt the Eagles because re- the 2018 draft was 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 really good like we talked about but that w- that was drafted f- that was four down the road they only had one pick in the first two rounds and you know one thing they did in 2018 was they make that trade in the first round to really try to capitalize on 2019 and then they 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 the Dillard and the JJ picks like those those did not work out and things look a little different if if those picks turned out differently. Mm. Like just imagine by the way if you know that that Dillard pick that year that was an absolutely loaded defensive line class, right? Like if if that was Dexter Lawrence or that was Jeffrey Simmons, right? You were in a much different situation now. Now then right. you probably, I mean there's a whole you thing. Don't you, don't sign Hargrave, you don't sign Hargrave. And, yeah. yeah, but but point being first round picks are premium picks when 
when when in your first rounder in 19 and your first rounder in 20 don't give you anything really um then it, it's kind yeah. of a void of, of, of top young talent there yeah yeah no doubt Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Rashad Penny yesterday, Zach. Big old shoulders on on Mr. Penny. Mm-hmm. Big, strong, powerful man, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting. Uh, Rashad Penny has uh, less guaranteed money than Boston Scott does. Did you know that? I know because you texted me last night. Mm. So that tells you, I mean, there, I think I think there are some nice uh, upside hopes for Rashad Penny, but I don't think they're viewing him as the answer here at running back. Yeah, I, I think this is more, and we talked about this with Marissa and Michael, um, or with Marissa about Michael uh, two nights ago that sometimes as a player, you're going for, for where you think the best opportunity is. And my sense from talking, no, every free, I mean, no free agent signs somewhere and it's like, yeah, this is a really shitty opportunity for me, right? Um, but but did they pay? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's no, sort I, of like understood though for everybody who goes to Washington or Arizona. Like That's like, a good point actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But man, that money was great. You know, Yikes, look at this. Place. How, how could you say no? Uh, yes, that there was, but that, that 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 was very much my read in talking to Penny was was that like this is this is a place where I I I could come and 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 try to get a restart to use his to use his term. Um, he spoke about the he's right the the training staff here. Um, now it's kind of odd for me to hear that because there was a point where that was considered like problematic but they have been remarkably healthy during the past two years um there's a really good running game here like we've seen uh it's a place where and we saw this in philly with you know your jalen Rager's and and i mean uh some of the other players that they've had over the years nelson Aguilar. when you're taken in the first round 
there's there's context attached to your name. And Rashad Penny was always the first round running back there that the Seahawks took. And like he, this is a a fresh start for him. So I I I look at his deal as a chance to come in, try to you know prove himself and and get some you know have some production, stay healthy, and hit the market again next year. But we said this on the previous pod, and I've said it uh, in other conversations. I think the top running back for the Eagles might be training for the draft right now. I think that's right. I think I think my read on this is that they would like to add a a, a guy who can be their lead running back in the mm-hmm. draft. But, but you don't want to go in and force it. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And I think they've done a good job. I mean, we'll see. They, they've got to do that at linebacker and they've got to do that at safety. But that's like when 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 you're not spending at the top of the market, that's the goal is to is to enter the draft without having to force stuff. Yep. And that's why they got in trouble with the Rager pick um, because they didn't, they needed, they went into the first round needing to draft a, a wide receiver. And obviously they misevaluated Rager over Jefferson, but uh, that's part of the problem. Um, and I think, I think Howie Roseman has always done better when drafting yep. not for need. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think this CJ Garner Johnson thing is going to get done, Zach? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I do actually. You do? I do. I mean, clearly they they the slay the slay contract opened money for them, right? CJ hanging around this long makes me think that he's not getting what he's looking for. Uh and I think he he probably has more value with the Eagles than with some other teams, right? So, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, yeah, what do you think, actually? I should defer to you. We don't have to defer, but, uh, yeah, I guess I guess at this point I would think that it does happen. But, I have. I mean, I really have no idea. Yeah, you can I, see how I, temperamental I, things are are going just based on his social media. Exactly. I mean, the yeah, the, the in free agency, the 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 market tells you what um, what they think of you often, right? So, so we'll see. Mm. I do like still. I mean, not to put together the Brown secondary of the past few years. I you I really love, like John. You Johnson. love John Johnson. I think he's Thomas a good player. Thomas. I think he's a good player, and I think he's. I imagine he'll come in at a good price. And I, I like that profile player as well. Uh, but, Mariota, by the way, uh, does not qualify for the comp pick because he was released by the yep. Falcons. So an extra Correct. little bump there. Correct. We had um, to give uh, show how the tofu was made. Uh, we went back to an old grading the moves. So the longtime mm. Birds of Friends and athletic Eagles content coverage, uh, Eagles content readers will appreciate where we had the grading, creative grading scale, and I, I texted Bo, and I was like, "Let's let's do a grading scale of Eagles backup quarterbacks," and he said, "Let's do a grading scale of chips." Yeah, and so we, I deferred you. We went with the chips. Who would your? Oh, you can read what the chip is. Who would your backup quarterback have been? Uh. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to go Vince Jeff Young Gar- without Jeff the Garcia. Quote. Vince Young is a good one. Yeah. Vince Young without the quote, without like, you know, if you just look at Vince yeah, Young, Vince Young player, is, is the perfect one. Exa- yeah. The uh, Titans too. Titans too. Playing style, former Heisman Trophy winner, won the. That's uh, the perfect he, one. Yeah. He, um, 
That's why I pitched it, right? I, I, no. I so you, you, yeah, you, you, you came up with the scale with the answer in mind. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yes, uh, yes. That's weak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting, actually, I was sitting there this morning and I was saying to Emily, I was like, what ship would fit this description here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you use what she gave you? Uh, she was trying to think of like, she was Googling certain chips that, that would, okay. um, and then I threw out a chip and she was like, oh, that's a good one. So, okay. Check that out on the out on the athletic. I hope any minute now. There we go. About about an hour and a half ago. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Marissa, what what do you got going on? Big game tomorrow night. Yeah, big game tomorrow night. I'm a little disappointed. I pulled this clip. I was waiting for Zach to throw to it, but so I might as well just do it. Um, the photo of Penny uh. shaking <laughs> Bo's hand on the Enquirer. Um, excellent shot. If you haven't seen it, two football it men, just yep. real recognize real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, excited for a big, big weekend of basketball. It's like, and... you know, when you walk into a room, you know who the other alphas are. Yeah. How was the handshake? It's a good handshake. You know what Rashad Penny said? He said, that's a guy who can throw it back a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Zach. For those that don't know, he went around and shook everyone's hand. Correct. He did, yeah. Correct, but he Big started move. with Bo. I Great mean. move. Right. He didn't start with me, but you could yeah. tell that that it was the one yeah. that he appreciated the most. It was the one yeah, he I was mean, looking forward to. Yeah, look at that eye contact there. Look at that. Uh, yeah, that right there. That that that's uh that's an alpha, that's an alpha photo if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I mean that's that's two two heroes, two uh, now, two legends meeting now, face to face. In the chat, how would you caption that photo? Um, good, Marissa, what good, your caption good that, that's mm. a good question, Zach. Um, I don't know. Maybe we have the, the chat weigh in. Yeah. Um, something like, uh, about participating in one of your games this year. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, do you know where you rank the quackatology? Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. That's something I think what he's saying is congratulations on your swooper championship. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Some could you imagine? Those lines. Yeah. You know, could you imagine like, uh, you know, there's, there's always times when, when the PR staff will, will like, uh, tell the guy something to butter up. The, they do this more with like Angelo or ask, you know, before they go on, on radio, right. You know, say this to Angelo, uh, that, that kind of thing. Right. Do you think he it, told them to go and shake people's hands? Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know Cameron Sutton did it in, in, in Detroit, but I'm, I'm saying, could you imagine the day when, when they're like, that guy over there, go up to him and say, you really like his, uh, his games on his podcast or something like that. Chris you know? says, I'm the guy who will ask you weird questions in the locker room. Respectfully to Bo, I think there's a lot of people who uh, would fit in that category. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I wrote about one of the star players' wives making banana pudding. So let's let's be let's let's be honest about like we all ask ask weird questions sometimes. But they make the nature stories. of the job is yeah the nature of the job. I always say it's the nature of the job is is to try to get not just information but like tell you something you didn't know uh, about these guys. And in order to do that, you have to ask questions that they're not expecting. If if it's only stuff that that they talked about in the past, then it's probably not an interesting story. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I said we'd try to get this one under an hour. I think we can do it. Impressive. So, uh, anything else that we need to talk about? Uh, yeah, let's let's just look. If 
I don't want to be the one who who holds us up here. You typically but, are. <laughs> so I I do want to ask 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 you this because we're entering into the second wave of free agency essentially, and I'm and we're expecting Gardner Johnson resolution one way or the or the other. But by the way, he, sorry. Very funny answer from Rashad Penny when I asked who he knew in the building. Andre Sachere and Marcus Epps. And he knew that Marcus Epps had left, but like, that's a funny little. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so my, my, my question to you is the owners meetings begin on March 26th, you know, March 27th in earnest. Right. So hopefully Where's we earnest? have a chance. Yeah, uh, hopefully we have a chance on the 27th and 28th. Well, the 28th, we'll talk to Nick Sirianni. We know that. Hopefully on the 27th, we talk to Howie Roseman. Between now and then, do you think there's anything done that, that moves the needle? Do you think the Eagles add a linebacker or uh, an, an outside safety in the next week? Or do you anticipate this being something that – you know, closer to the draft or after the draft, they add to it. Uh, I think they'll add a safety before okay. the owners meetings, whether that's CJ Gardner Johnson or somebody else. Um, and then linebacker, I'm not so sure. Okay. They may, they may wait. I think they might, but they might add somebody next week for, you know, $2 million, $3 million. Okay. What do you think? Yes, I agree with you there. I think next week is actually, uh, it's a week when they had that they, they added Kaiser White in that's that that second week is a week when they have added players right in the past they added anthony harris on this day last year the friday of uh free agency uh what's so funny i just i, I like i like the idea of commemorating the one-year anniversary of re-signing <laughs> anthony harris <laughs> i i as we no, all I, remember raise a glass for <laughs> and you know i'm I, you know i'm raising a bunch of them and pour one down a, your gullet for Anthony did, Harris, did, who was released at did, did that offend you? I, I think no, she I can, would say I like go off of it. Yeah, you can you can out drink us. That's that's a good that's like a quality that's a good quality. Yes, I, I remember think. when we I remember when we did the earnest uh podcast, like say something that you really uh like you wish you could take from the, one of the other people, and it was like you know, Zach said something very nice about our writing skills, and she was like, I wish I could drink like Bo. I'm like, oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's like uh you know at the uh who do you think i am ernest hemingway <laughs> <laughs> well you're a terrific writer so that yeah so maybe so <laughs> it's it's a good thing it means you can hang right second time i'm not like out there like hanging with people <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> whatever all right it's friday and st patrick's day it's a great day yeah. to hang there yeah. you go are you an are you an, an Aaron express guy or uh, never, never, never once in my life. No, no, thanks. It no always way. overlapped with the NCAA tournament and I would be like, right. Uh, it's uh, like such a lower priority. Yeah. I've been trying to watch this like UC Santa Barbara game and, uh, and there'd be someone coming through the bars, just like throwing back the Guinness. It's happened to Martin and to you. <laughs> when I lived in Hoboken, there was, St. Patty's Day was was that was a huge deal there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was in Man. Chicago last weekend, it was. Who's your crazy. favorite Patrick? Who's my favorite Patrick? Um, I mean, let's say. Here comes a high school baseball teammate. <laughs> yeah, or, or guys I I grew up with. 
there with me, Pat. Um, I, I, actually, here, I'll, 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 I'll give you one. My former editor at the Daily News and Inquirer, Pat McClune. Uh, mm. Great man. Stand-up man. Always had my back. Helped me personally. Helped my career. Uh, indebted to Pat, to Pat McClune. So that's that's that's. Do that's you know that he's a uh, Patrick? I imagine he's Patrick McClune. Yeah, I imagine that's the case. A uh, Patrick McClune. <laughs> Bo, be careful with your. Uh... <laughs> be careful with that slip. All right, we want to wrap this up. I can't, right do, an, I can't do an Irish accent. Uh, I mean, there are people who. It's St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Okay. Who's your favorite Patrick? Ewing. You grew uh, up in New York during that time? No. Okay. Uh, Swayze. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, y'all. It's getting kind of hazy. <laughs> uh, okay. How about you, Marissa? Your favorite Patrick? Um, I have an Uncle Pat. Uncle there you go. He Uncle is Pat. Shout out yep. to Uncle Pat. Yep. Also, to give a little um, behind the scenes here, we, we do cameos for listeners that, that go to charity, and Bo always asks in the cameo, whoever's giving the cameo, your favorite such and such. And Bo likes to let Bo makes fun of me because I'll, I'll always bring up someone I grew up with. So they ask me my favorite Pete, I'll say Pete Vernon, right? Or my favorite Sean, I'll say Sean Grieve or like that, 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 that kind of thing. And that, it's funny now because you're explaining this again as if people know who Pete Vernon and Sean Grieve are. <laughs> Uh, I did. Um, I I do want to say they. Yeah, you know, I I have some of my former baseball teammates listen to the pod, mm-hmm. and they they uh, they just wanted to fact check me. They're like, "Weren't we number six in the country and not number 10? Oh. And I said, "No, we were number ten by USA Today. We were number six by Collegiate Baseball Magazine." So oh. I thought USA Today had a little more gravitas. Mm. Yeah, but you didn't want to take the higher ranking. Well, no, I I thought USA we Today. We were fact checking your sources, Zach. Okay, yeah, but they 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 brought that up. Yeah, number six by Collegiate Baseball, number ten by USA Today. Thirty-two and two was our record. All right, Peck Nest migrate. Uh, Pete Vernon, we, we Sean Grieve, and Matt Berman. <laughs> oh, I mean, my my brothers are mine, so I'll definitely I'll definitely uh, that's my brother, and then then Sean and Pete. Uh, yeah, I always want to hang out with them. I'm not migrating either one so but can my brother hang? much better than i can yeah yeah for sure <laughs> for sure much better than i can yeah i mean though so i'll i'll i used to come home at midnight and they were still rolling so okay well we did it right. we, we crossed the hour mark just just like we wanted to okay <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of birds with friends uh we'll talk to you at some point next week hopefully there's some uh some news between now and then enjoy your weekend good luck to maryland good luck to princeton good luck to michael dunn yeah luck to michael dunn who i believe is uh signing to be the new england patriots quarterback (laughs) for 15 million dollars he can't gritty he can't go there (laughs) and wearing number 12. he can gritty i've seen him dance he was awesome oh man that would be a sight (laughs) i think he could do it all right so for marissa and zach and pete vernon I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. And as always, we love you.